We've been fighting a long time, and we have all lost so very much, so many loved ones gone. But you are not alone. There are pockets of resistance all around the planet. We are at the brink. You have no idea how important you are. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. Fidelium coming at you with Bishop Athanasius Snyder on a new book of his. Let me bring it up. I'll put it in the uh, share screen through Hickey that this program has. It's very cool. <clears throat> there it is the Catholic Mass steps to restore the centrality of God in the liturgy. Your Excellency, how you doing? Thank you. Good. Welcome. Thank you for coming on. And is, is it morning or afternoon there? It is morning already. Morning. Good morning. <laughs> so tell us, um, all the mass books that are out there, what made you come up with this particular one? Yes, because the church is currently uh, going through one of the deepest crises in her history. And the reason of this crisis of the church is the Eucharistic crisis, the crisis regarding the Holy Eucharist and concretely uh, the Holy Sacrifice of Mass. We are witnessing all and therefore to restore again the life of the church according to the tradition and the uh, um, unchanging tradition of the church, it is necessary to speak again what is the Holy Mass and explain uh, the meaning of the Holy Mass in all its aspects and the greatness of the Holy Mass, the essence, the substance of the, what is the Holy Mass and how we have to behave, how we have to celebrate the Holy Mass to participate in order to, again, live this uh, uh, greatest uh, source of graces which our Lord left us here on earth. I was like, uh, in the diocese I'm in, they have a kind of like a cheesy 50th anniversary pull-up banner thingy. And it's got Our Lady on it. And I was taking the kids out of a mass and the parish we were at is in Lincolnton, and you could see the the, the wind in between the the entryway, whatever you want to call it, and, and it's a modern looking church, in a sense. And the actual uh, the nave is a door with some windows on it, and you could see a reflection of Our Lady. And I was in a spot where you could she seemed to be kneeling next to the altar during the consecration. Do people? How do you how do you get people to think about that? Because it was a perfect situation in a sense of our ladies at the side of the altar, our, the saints are in this in the church, the angels that we don't see, everything that we don't see. There's a sermon called "We're Not Alone at a Mass." Even if we're alone, we're not alone. How does people get their mindset on that when the mass is going on? Heaven is literally there. Yes, this is true. 
heaven is, is really there because uh, in every holy mass we are we are listening uh, to the preface at the end uh, before we are uh, praying or singing the sanctus the holy holy uh, the church is uh, is saying and with all the angels and the saints we are now proclaiming holy holy so it is already said by the liturgy of the church itself that we are surrounded in every holy mass by the holy angels by the saints and in the first place by our lady she was present <clears throat> at the at the sacrifice on calvary and therefore she is of course also present in a spiritual way in every holy mass which is the actualization uh, of the calvary sacrifice of christ and uh, they have to stress this and again and to speak about this and the, and the priest and the people should be aware of this funny you brought up uh, the side to side to side to part i'm kind of in that mode of even though i go to a, tra a traditional mass and it's sometimes it feels like you're not supposed to sing or anything like that i always would love to see the walls shaking during that time when everyone's busting out side to side in a good reverent way <laughs> if you can't sing you can't sing but that and like the credo and things like that should should we be more of in should we want to know those prayers? But could the lady be more, I don't know, excited about them instead of just letting the choir do it? Could they be, you know, like, you know, sonic through side, credo and unum deo, be a little bit more excited instead of just, you know, ho-hum, we're getting to the we're getting to the sacrifice, a little bit more excited about it. You, you understand what I mean? Well, uh, the expression excited, it's maybe a tool exterior or expression it is uh, you can be excited what does mean be excited uh, we are not charismatics right right so, right and um, uh, excited I would say not expressing excited by to be touched to be moved by the words of the holy mass of these as you mentioned the sanctus and the credo and the other so the, the, lay, the, the people, the faithful, should be aware of the richness of the texts, especially of the main prayers of the Holy Mass, uh, and to pray them with their heart, firstly. And, and as St. Benedict said, we, had, we have to be, our mouth and the heart should be united when we are praying and the same in the Holy Mass. And um, so it depends on the circumstances and in the mode of the Holy Mass. It could be a silent Mass. Also, it's a possibility to be very much even excited in such a way deeply in your heart when you participate a silent Mass uh, and, and meditating on these beautiful prayers. It is also valuable. Or it, it could be a sang mass, a solemn mass, with chant in a solemn occasion, 
and there depends on the parish or the choir could sing or the entire assembly of, of people could sing. The credo and the sanctus, as you mentioned, it is also possible, of course, and the church welcomes uh, that the, the, the faithful uh, are singing in the Holy Mass, these beautiful treasures of the prayers. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just one of those weird ones. I was reading Dom Garanger all through Advent, and by the time Christmas was going, I could not wait to hear the Gloria. I mean, <laughs> they talk about him being a doctor, the doctor of liturgy, if, if he could become a doctor of church. That'd be great. But anyways, so uh, explain how lay people should prop, should have their mind ready for the Mass. You write in the book a few things. What are some key highlights that people should take away for how they should participate at real, what active participation actually is? Yes, active participation is first to be uh, recollected, so to be not distracted. This is the first condition of uh, active participation, to be in, in, interiorly uh, recollected, so to be concentrated about the prayer, the presence of God. So when we start, uh, when we enter the church and, and then the Holy Mass starts, we have to at least to arrive a little bit earlier to prepare ourselves and to be aware of that we are in the presence of God in the church. And now when the Holy Mass starts, we have to say to ourselves, we are going, we are climbing the Golgotha uh, now, spiritually, mm -hmm. and uh, also uh, the heaven is opened now, and Christ, the, our High Priest, is himself celebrating and offering his sacrifice through his priest, of course, through the liturgy of the Church. This is first, I think we have to be aware of this and try to be concentrated prayerfully. And, uh, and then also to, it is, uh, there are diff different possibilities to be active, but uh, to participate actively. It could be only to listen also to the songs or to the words of the priest carefully, attentively, or to read from a missal and to accompany the prayers of the priest in, in reading. It's also a help to penetrate deeper the sense, the meaning of the words and the beautiful texts of the Mass. And uh, the highest uh, manner of uh, actively participating Holy Mass is the reception of the Holy Communion of the body and blood of our Lord. And uh, not only receiving Holy Communion, but trying to receive Holy Communion um, with fruit, spiritual fruit, uh, so that this is uh, the moment of the, high, the, the highest manner of participation actively for uh, lay people.
people faithful during the Holy Mass, the moment of the Holy Communion or, or spiritually communion, not, not always everyone can participate, even sacramentally, it depends on the disposition, but it would, it is, uh, um, it would be very good that uh, when possible in every Holy Mass, when one is participating, assisting, he, he can also receive, when he is in a right disposition, uh, the Holy Communion sacramentally, to be more closely united to the sacrifice of Christ and His graces uh, which are flowing from this sacrifice. Here's a maybe an odd one, odd question. Oh, it's an honor communion. You probably haven't had to worry about this in many years. <laughs> Definitely not with kids. How... What should a lay? What would, advice would you give a layman that's walking up the aisle to receive to get to the altar rail? That's holding on to a kid or something like that, or just distracted, maybe trying to fight distraction. How do they? Keep, what are some practical ways that they can keep their mind ready on the way up to the altar rail? I think uh, it it would also possible that when a, a, a father or a mother. Uh, they have children, uh, small children, so they have to carry them to the communion rail. And uh, I think to invite your guardian angel and the guardian angel of your child to accompany you to the communion rail to help you to be concentrated and not distracted. And simply uh, to pay a, to interiorly, so it depends on your heart during the Holy Mass. So during the Holy Mass, before the communion, you have to, to, to have acts, uh, interior acts of faith, of desire to receive Jesus Christ in the Holy Communion. I know a priest that used your uh, uh, Dominus S book to end uh, communion in hand at his parish, he, he, he bought the parish, uh, the entire parish a book, introduced intinction, gradually took away intinction. Now they're all at the altar rail and they're none, nobody's using in their hands anymore. What are some advice, maybe, hopefully another priest is hearing this and going, hey, that's a good idea, let me try that. Um, how should people, while they're waiting for Father to come down the altar rail, what should they be thinking before receiving our Lord? How should they be? getting their mindset. Yes, first, of course, to be recollected, not to be distracted, and simply repeat uh, acts of faith, of desire to receive the Lord. Maybe to speak interiorly some words of, come to me, O Lord, uh, I desire to receive you, come in, my, in the house of my heart, uh, it depends uh, on you. You can you can speak some words in your heart before the priest is arriving, or simply repeating, "I believe, I adore you, I I love you." So such simple words will help uh, to to receive uh, more fruitfully and in a worthy manner our Lord. 
you hear stories like uh, Matt Talbert, who would go into go into the uh, go into mass and be at the altar rail the whole time, or uh, as an Aloysius that would be give a Thanksgiving a week prior and then a week after receiving communion. Uh, how do what? First off, who's what's your favorite mass story? A saint mass story like that? I mean, there's thousands of them. I mean, like, was it the the one guy that had the queen? The queen was the queen Elizabeth. Queen Elizabeth was gonna. Uh, they, the, the, his, the husband thought that she was having an affair, sends a guy to him. The guy hears the bells because he was supposed to get killed at the uh, delivering some piece of bread or something. Goes, hears the bells, walks into church. It's at the consecration. He spends the rest of the time at mass. The guys, the king sends somebody to say, hey, did, you, did the job get done? The guy ends up off on his, his man. So to say the mass saves that, that gentleman from an unjust action that was going to happen to him. What are some good? What are some saint stories of the mass that should I don't know, get our hearts on fire for even more? Uh, well, there are uh, many stories from the lives of the saints, but uh, to me, it is even uh, moving those stories of Christians during the persecution. I am very moved, uh, for example, by the, uh, by, the, by the stories of the Irish Catholics during the penal times when they were persecuted and the Mass was forbidden. Uh, the celebrations in the woods, on the rocks, uh, in Ireland, for example, during these difficult times in the past. And there is, a, I would recommend to read a moving book about the loyalty of the Irish Catholics to the Holy Mass uh, from Father Augustine. It was, uh, it was uh, written 100 years ago, more or less. And there, is a, there, is, there are several scenes where the simple people are kneeling in the, in the the earth uh, during the rain and they're participating in a holy mass for example or other uh, the holy mass is in the catacombs during the persecution uh, this can move us to to be more faithful to participate in the holy mass and even to take into account uh, uh, some sacrifices and uh, in order to participate in a, in a worthy holy mass in our days, maybe will come some situations where we also have to, to travel a longer distance to be able to participate in a worthy holy mass. Um, this, I think, uh, is a good example of such stories of the persecution time. And there is a, a painting um, where a famous painting of such a mass in Ireland in a, in a simple house where uh, a secret priest, a young priest, is celebrating Holy Mass at the table and um, back to him are simple women, children, men kneeling and the priest is celebrating Holy Mass. So 
this could inspire us to have more uh, to treasure this holy every holy mass at which we are assisting. Yeah, I'm reading the uh, book uh, "Mementos of the English Martyrs and Confessors for Every Day of the Year" by S Sebastian Bowden. And I know the Irish, they've already contacted me. I'll get the Irish after I get done with the English. But there's a couple of stories like uh, I think Edmund Campion talks about how some laymen will, laymen will get upset at some of the priests back then because they didn't have an hour and a half or two hour long mass. It, it, went, so it went by so quickly. They were they were upset. It's kind of like Nigeria. I hear it's an all day event. Uh, how can people start to. We don't live, I guess you say we don't live in a situation like that. Some someplace we do. I know a friend, a priest friend of mine did a sermon on uh bringing up the the mass rocks, the uh our our uh, uh our, our in, in Persia that they have to go, they get threatened to be killed going to mass in the Middle East. And yet we in the West are terrified right now to go to mass. How's it how they change that mindset? Yet it, it is, I think it depends on your faith and this an indi indicates what is the, your faith about the Holy Mass and what does mean the Holy Mass for you when the Holy Mass is really for you the sacrifice of Christ on Golgotha is the same as Golgotha so you will, it is the greatest treasure here on earth and the greatest source of graces and uh, strength and consolation also. And therefore you will do all what you can uh, and even sacrifices to be able to participate at the Holy Mass. With all the stuff that happened the last year and a half, people terrified to breathe over being, basically hearing fear preached from a lot of pulpits too. What can lay faithful lame people do that actually are going to mass or haven't stopped going like ourselves, mostly in the trad movement, we haven't stopped. It's our friends out in, in the, uh, mostly in those sort of parishes, you see Chicago closing 123 parishes, Cincinnati closing 70. I'm, I'm sure they're not the only ones thinking about closing because mass numbers are so far down. What can we tell our friends, family, to get back to Mass? I think we, first we have to, again, to teach uh, what is the Holy Mass, mm -hmm. the meaning of the Holy Mass, the richness of the Holy Mass, the beauty of the Holy Mass, the prayers. But first, uh, what does mean the Holy Mass, the sacrifice of Christ and show the greatness of the sacrifice of Christ and the, uh, explain this and also the prayers and, and, and the beautiful rite of the Holy Mass and also use examples from the life of the saints how they participated in the Holy Mass. This can be a help today to, to bring people back to a, to a more conscious faithful uh, participation at the Holy Mass. What can people do between Mass? Say they only do Sunday to Sunday. 
I'll, I'll add do every day of the week, but say some, the majority say probably Sunday to Sunday, what can they do mentally or throughout their days to maybe unite themselves to a mass going on somewhere in the world? And there's a, there's a, uh, what was it? Uh, what was it? Pio that talked about obviously the sun, not, not the, the world can survive without the mass more than the sun, but Every, if you think about it, during all the times of the day, there's a mass going on somewhere, sometime in the world. How, what can lay people do through that work, during work, during all the times of busyness in the day to concentrate on the next mass? I think that it is a good practice in the morning uh, to make a short prayer uh, and saying that, oh my Lord, I am uniting myself now with every Holy Mass, which is now celebrated all over the world. And I'm uh, placing there all my intentions of this day. And I'm asking you to, to grant me the graces, which I need this day from the, your sacrifice, which is celebrated now in, in so many places. Uh, this could be a good exercise in the morning, for example, so that your entire day will be uh, sanctified by the graces of the Holy Mass. And then also, you could, you could do during the day uh, at least uh, a short uh, mental prayer um, to, to make a spiritual Holy Communion. It is sufficient to, to say in your heart uh, a short prayer, saying, uh, inviting the Lord uh, to come to visit your heart, your soul, with the graces of the Holy Communion. And the Lord will do this. So this could be these uh, acts uh, helping us to be more uh, united with the Lord during the day and to appreciate ever more the Holy Mass. What is your favorite part of the Mass? I know that's probably like asking a parent, what's your favorite kid? I know there's priests that have said they've looked in the chalice before and saw the reflection out of the precious blood. Uh, what is your personal favorite part of the Mass? And what, you, what you know, when you're about to do, uh, say, uh, 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 when you're about to, con uh, I can't think of the words right now, constantly, uh, perform the Eucharistic prayers, what goes through your mind? For me personally, the most moving moments and, and the most powerful spiritual words are, of course, the words of the consecration, of which, which are the, Lord, the words of the Lord himself. This is my body and then the words about the chalice, uh, these are really divine words. And uh, I am very moved every, every time when I am pronouncing them. And this, in these words is, uh, is, um, are contained in some way the entire richness of the Holy Mass. These are the divine words. And, uh, and then are other moments which are for me personally very moving. This is the the end of the of the Eucharistic prayer, the canon, 
when the priest is saying, through him, in him, and with him, per ipsum, is then all the glory and honor is given to God, Father, in the Holy Spirit, to the Holy Trinity. This is for me also very moving, a high point, because this is the meaning of the entire creation of our existence. This is the meaning of heaven. This is the deepest meaning of the Golgotha sacrifice, the, to give honor and glory, to glorify God, the most holy trinity. So everyone, his book is at Sophia Press, The Catholic Mass, Steps to Restore the Centrality of God in the Liturgy. I'll have it in the show notes underneath the video. Uh, Your Excellency, any final thoughts for people? Yes, I would encourage people to, to ask the Lord the grace to love evermore the Holy Mass, because the Holy Mass is contained the entire work of our salvation, the entire good of the Holy Church. The Holy Mass is our greatest spiritual treasure here on earth. And therefore, I would very much encourage people to love the Holy Mass and to live the Holy Mass during your life, the graces of the Holy Mass. Can I beg for your uh, uh, final blessing for everybody? Dominus vobiscum. Et con spiritu tuo. Et benedictio Dei omnipotentis, Patris, et Fili, et Spiritus Sancti, descendat super vos, et maneat semper. Amen. Your Excellency, thank you for your time. You are welcome.